when a thought, idea, or quote repeatedly pops into my mind over the course of weeks, I tend to take the stance that I should think this is something important. And a quote has done just that. And I don't know exactly who shared it with me, but or the actual the exact quote itself, but it's something along the lines of we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what we can do in five. I believe this struck a chord with me because it was something that I intuitively knew, but had never formally verbalized. I thought immediately to the athletes that I coached. It could be a golfer who's just picking up the game for the first time or a basketball player who's making adjustments to his jump shot. These are scenarios where I preach patience. If you're just picking up the game of golf, you're most likely not gonna be breaking 80 within your first year or two. Unless you're my friend Josh, who has experienced the most drastic change in score that I have ever seen in a golfer, but he is an extreme outlier in many ways, so take that with a grain of salt. When a beginning golfer that I'm working with gets frustrated of not hitting good golf shots consistently, I ask them whether they believe they've earned the right to be upset. And they often look puzzled and ask me what I mean by that. And I tell them that players play and practice for years, decades even, to, to acquire the ability to hit golf shots consistently. And that in my opinion, they simply hadn't put the time in required to do so. I'll tell them about my experience in golf. When I first started taking up golf, I couldn't break 100. And that summer, I virtually lived at the golf course. I played over 100 rounds, I chipped and putted for hours, and by the end of that summer, I was shooting in the high 80s. And the summer after that, I did kind of the same thing, and I was shooting in the low 80s. And I repeated this cycle until I hit the plateau that I currently am at now, where I shoot anywhere between 75 and 83 pretty much regardless of the course. Does it frustrate me that I haven't continued to make improvements? Yeah, it does. Um, but it is something that I'm aware that I haven't put in the work required to continue to shoot lower scores consistently. That is something I'm looking to change this summer. Another area that I've applied this quote to is my physical fitness in terms of working out. I stated this before, but one of the best things about moving out was the fact that I moved in with my friend Carter. Now, Carter is a freak athlete, and over the course of his university career, he basically transformed his body. I jokingly call him a Chris Evans body double. He had built a jail yard gym in our basement. Nothing fancy, a squat rack, a bench, Olympic bars, and some kettlebells. And because of this easy access to a gym and living with someone who's constantly striving to be in great shape, I felt naturally compelled to work out myself. And since moving in, I haven't not worked out in some capacity any of the days I've been here. As a naturally competitive person, however, I still sometimes would find myself comparing myself to Carter. And those comparisons obviously don't last long, but they do happen. There are a couple of things that drive these thoughts of comparison out of my mind, however. One is working out is not a zero sum game. It's because Carter is a hell of a lot stronger than I am right now. 
that doesn't prevent me from getting stronger myself. And two, it's just the simple acknowledgement that Carter's put in years of consistent hard work. And during that same time frame, I've put in inconsistent work of inconsistent intensity. And I've now found a program that I can kind of stick to, but he's just so much further along in his journey than I am. It'd be much more productive to not compare myself to how strong Carter is right now, but to compare how strong I am compared to how strong I was last month or last week. A final area where this quote resonated with me was in terms of building my business. I first had the idea of pursuing player development full-time about three years ago now. And to say that I was not prepared to do so is a understatement. I was in no shape or form ready to build a business of it at that point. So I went back to the drawing board and for those three years, I worked with players for free and they were players of all levels. They were youth players, they were high school, college and professionals. And I did this consistently all year round. It gave me a chance to experiment with concepts, refine ideas, and I ended up making connections with both players that I looked up to and other mentors that are operating in the same space that I am. When I did feel that I was ready to launch this past spring, I had big expectations and they were probably too big. Although that camp didn't end up happening because of the pandemic, I was still disappointed in the small sign-up numbers. In my mind, I was in a position to provide enough value that it should have sold out right away. But what I quickly realized is there's a big difference between offering free workouts and people paying for them. People were skeptical and they had every right to be. Outside of the players that I'd worked with, I had no reputation as a trainer. I didn't play professionally or even at the university level. I was simply a high school coach. And I certainly had time to think about all this because once we were locked out of gyms in spring, that was the longest time that I had spent without coaching basketball in years. I, at some point, made a conscious decision of realizing those thoughts I'd had about being disappointed and changed my perspective to a more long-term approach. So I was ready to launch again in, at the end of summer slash fall and sign-up numbers were still smaller than I would have liked. But instead of kind of lingering on that thought, I guess I simply said this is the first step of my journey as a basketball trainer and made the conscious effort to just give my best effort possible to the kids that signed up. And I realized in doing so, if I continuously did just that, gave my best effort to improve the kids that were in front of me, then the amount of players would increase. And if I did that over the course of years, not just months or sessions, but over the course of years, then I would potentially fill the kind of lofty goals I had set for myself. I've spoken in the past about trusting the process. And another cliche that popped into my mind while writing this was the proverb that a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. We can set wild goals for ourselves. We can envision just a wonderful life in the future. 
but we're never going to achieve any of those things if we don't take the first few steps of that journey. And I happen to love any analogy that relates to a journey, whether it's a hike, a marathon, a voyage at sea, there's, there's only one surefire way to get to the end destination. And that's by consistently moving forward towards it. The pace at which you move towards it may change. And there'll be times when simply staying in place when you're in a position to move backwards could be considered a win. If we adjust our timeframes, consistently move towards those goals that we set out for ourselves, we give ourselves the best chance to making them a reality.